boys and girls i'm your substitute teacher mr tenman now first assignment today is what you want to be when you grow up so we're going to go around the room you over there with the afro puffs what do you want to be when you grow up um i'm thinking about a hairstylist or like a designer those are some pretty good professions and you over there in the Marlins jersey, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a baseball player. Oh, that's a pretty awesome profession as well. And you over there sitting there with Tierra. What would you like to be when you... Like to be when you grow up. Uh, I, I want to be a motherfucking soldier. You better ask somebody. You have this app. Don't Welcome to a breaking news edition of the My T Sports Podcast. It is February 6th. It is a little past noon. It is like 84 fucking degrees already. Like, God damn, it's hot as shit. But it ain't hotter than what is going on in the NBA. Right? I am your host, the one and only, the Brooklyn Buzzsaw, Talent Roma Taylor. And I'm with my guest host, KJ, the Quiet Storm. Yo. <laughs> we got that Nick talk, that Nick talk, that Nick talk, that Nick talk. We're going to bring the heat a little bit, talk about them somewhat. We're going to talk about the free agency, but more than anything else, you know we got that Nick talk, that Nick talk. So, you know what I say, regardless of the time. Take that, take that, take that. And regardless of the weather. You play to win the game. Hello? It's always a good time to talk some sports. So... Let's start talking. Woo! Back at it like a sports fanatic. My T Sports. Woo! You know I'm excited. You know I'm excited when, 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 when the intro come that heavy. You know, KJ, you know I'm excited when the intro come that heavy. So. I feel the energy. I feel the energy. So we're, so we're sitting here, and, and this is a special breaking news edition. You know, the, the podcast is normally done live every single Wednesday directly on the website at mytsports.net. So right now, if you're listening, you're catching a live, you're catching a special breaking episode of the podcast that is exclusively being pushed only live through Podbean. 
So this is an exclusive location for the podcast today. And listen, this is also a way to find the podcast every single Wednesday as well. But this is exclusively only on Podbean for the live for the live era. So as before we even break into the breaking news that we were just discussing, actually, actually, you know what? I'm going to start with what I just saw, right? Because it's all going to tie in. It's all going to tie in. Breaking news, right? Because right now, part of the reason why there's breaking news right now, the NBA trade deadline. Trade deadline is three hours away, people. Three. I could even get Booker T to help me with this one because it's more than five. It's three. It's less than five. It's three, three hours three away. And since last night when we was on the air, we heard we already heard about Andre Godala going over to the Miami Heat, right? This is just juice. <laughs> I'm just getting my sugar in me, right? We already heard about that. Now we're seeing that there's interest that Marquise Morris may go to the LA Lakers. Marquise Morris from the Knicks, that is, going to the LA Lakers. Now, the breaking news wasn't even about Marquise Morris going to the Lakers. That's some, that's some sprinkles happening. That's some sprinkles happening. And why all of that is relevant is because we heard that the Knicks had fired their president of operation, Steve Mills. Steve Mills, yes. And you, you, if you guys have heard me in the past, just like when they when they were looking for a coach, my thing is that you just I just don't want you firing people without having a plan. So they fired him earlier this week. Probably, I think by Sunday actually they fired him, and here we are. Sun, they saw him leaving the building and taking a couple of boxes with him on Sunday. They could, they didn't announce. At least they weren't jackasses announcing that on Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, they, oh, they somebody should have. Somebody should have. But that's the reason why I didn't get out to Monday. That's the reason why I didn't get out to Monday, Tuesday. So, but on Sunday, people had noticed that Steve Mills had been called in for a meeting, and after that meeting, he had left looking kind of somber and left with a little bit more stuff that he came in with. So, of course, if you're going to fire somebody, I want there to be a plan. And today's plan, or this plan for the Knicks was, well, it's been rumbling that the Knicks have been wanting to go an an unconventional route. It was almost confirmed that they were going to go an unconventional route. They wanted to go with the route that had made the Golden State Warriors successful, and even more recently, which has made the... LA Lakers successful where they have gone with, they want to go with the agent route and the agent that they decided to go with is Leon Rose. Now I know you guys are wondering first and foremost, who the fuck is Leon Rose? And if you go based off his picture, he looks like a did did Like he looks like a bona fide Adam Gase in the making, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> what he also looks like, he looks like that. He looks like the jerk off that that freaking Italian mobs fuck with when they don't give them something that they're looking for. The <laughs> so you look him up, and that's the first thing that you notice is the picture. But then after the picture starts to pop up, you start looking at his clients, right? Before you even get to his clients, first thing I noticed, he has NBA. He's responsible for. 18 NBA players. That's not bad. Four of them are all-star players. 
Two of them have a max contract. And he is ranked sixth overall when it comes to the agent rankings. Six in the world. It don't matter. In the world. I don't matter if there's seven in the world. He's six. <laughs> here goes, here goes Sergi Baca again. Oh my God. So I'm about to pause this. Sergi Baca coming to the game last night looking like he was African's only forgotten son. <laughs> yeah, he coming in there like, she's your queen to be. <laughs> Hey, he came in there like, look, Simba, everything that the light touches belongs to the raptors. <laughs> like, he came out there like, I cut the, I made this straight from lion's mane that I killed with my bare hands. <laughs> like, 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 Baca, right? Not for like, he's, he's always been, he's always been like, I want to say a bully, right? But not a bully bully, but he's a, he's a rough house. You know, he's a rough rider. There's one person I seen him not fuck with. And that was the dude out of Miami. The Jones guy. Derek Jones? Oh. And that's because his family, he's traded MMA for real. <laughs> so I seen Sergi Baca give him that death grip that he's given like so many people in the past. And then when the dude, Johnson. Like Derek Johnson, I said Derek Jones. But I'm thinking Bones Jones, sorry. I'm, I'm, but it's, it's the wrong Johnson. It's the wrong family I'm thinking about. I, 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 I'm thinking about Rumble Johnson when I think about Johnson, when I'm thinking about families. I don't think he's part of the Rumble Johnson family, but I, when, I, I, when I try to connect the names in my head, nobody cares about Jones. That's how you know he's not a part of the Jones family, so I wouldn't even bring him up. <laughs> <laughs> For real, nobody wants to keep up with the Joneses. They take steroids. <laughs> nobody wants their dick to go small. Rage out on your wife and beat her for no reason. Nobody wants that. <laughs> so, I forgot what I was even talking about. Ah, so I seen him fuck with not one, 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 one person. So he put that death grip on him, right? And then when the dude gave him the little, like, and flipped the arm off, and Serge went to grab him again, and he looked to see who was grabbing. He was like, I am a peaceful man. I come from a peaceful tribe. We do want no harm here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The only person I seen him not fuck with. So let's get back into this next talk. This next talk, right? That next talk. That next talk. Right. So I'm saying things are just happening right now, and we're gonna get back to that because we're gonna talk to we're gonna talk to Leon Rose of the Knicks still. Uh, the, new, the new president of operation for the New York Knicks. Now, if I said now, Knicks fans are going to feel two types of way about this, right? Obviously, it's the Knicks. We're polarizing like that. We're going to be on the fence in two kinds of way. We're either going to feel that this is the same old Knicks doing the same old bullshit, not know what the fuck they're doing, just just, just rinse, la just rinse, rather, rinse, lather, repeat, you know what I mean? Lather, lather, rinse, repeat, whatever the fuck it is, you know what I mean? That's all they're doing, they're on this treadmill, they're, they're blowing smoke in our fucking face, and, 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 and they're telling it, and, and they're telling us that it's cannabis, but it's nicotine. Tell them all that, where is my, where is my, can where is my cannabis? Okay, okay. He's downstairs, I know where it's at. <laughs> unless, unless you have the rod, the thing over there, the pipe over is over there? No, no, okay, then no, everything's downstairs. So, but 
if you're an optimistic Knicks fan, right, or if you're always looking for the portion where they can do good, right? I like the music selection I'm running across. <laughs> then you have to believe that at some point in time that they but once again, I keep telling people that that say that James Dolan needs to sell the team. That's low-hanging fruit. God has to say that he doesn't have a team that isn't successful. Now, granted, the Knicks is the team that brings him fame because I guarantee you, as he goes out there and he tries to be a rock star, nobody's going to hire this random dude that happens to be a millionaire to, to come perform anywhere else. He's not a draw. But when you see Knicks owner and, you know, so-and-so, so-and-so, Knicks owner and blah, 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 blah come into play, you'd be like, oh my God, I didn't even know the Knicks owner was, a, well, you know, the guy that owns the Knicks, older man. Let's go see how he sounds. And you know, and then you hear him play, be like, oh, he sounds like how the Knicks play. <laughs> and then you realize how the Knicks are so bad. Well, if this is the music that he puts out, then obviously he has no, no clue what anything that good looks like because he thinks his music sounds good. But we don't want to take shots at Dolan because even after hearing chance of he sells the team, he does the best that thing. He gets rid of the next highest guy in power that he hasn't gotten rid of yet. Which is where Steve Mills falls in. Steve Mills? Yeah. Where Steve Mills falls into. Because the only person left after this would be Scott Perry. So now you can't get rid of Scott Perry. Let Scott Perry do his thing. He's only he, he hasn't been there. He's only been there since what 2017. So let's give him let's give him a chance to see if this is the right place to move towards. Now, if I said to you, who would be sub players that you would hope that 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 if you were gonna hope to change the image of the Knicks? That you would like to this, that that you would think that this player may have as a player. Name five players that may come to your mind that you would hope that at least he had, would have at least one of them if you were to try to change the image of the New York Knicks. Eighty-five. Yeah, name eighty-five players you think that he may have, and I want to give it five because to name one, you made this name like like the first one of the first two big superstars out there, and I can tell you it's none of the, it's none of the, it's none of the big superstars that are out there. So any of the any of the individuals that are currently in MVP contention, he is not those. But then start if you would like to change the culture of the Knicks, what would be some clients that you wouldn't that they'd be like, you know what? He's responsible for this guy. Okay. It helps change, it helps change what you think of least of, of the of, of this guy being in charge of our team. Because he also is in charge of some of these players or represents these players. I would hope that you represent Giannis. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we'll, we'll leave it because, because you know what, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't mind where you've gone so far with this because you already heard about our boy Mello. So, he represents Mello, and I know for most people you're thinking that that, that is of, of no significance because it's not like we want Mello back, even though I wouldn't mind Mello back to give a farewell tour to. Right. So, cause I, I, but that's that's something for a different time, right? 
you guys already know what that sound is in the background. You have to deal with it. Something for a different time. <laughs> so he has guys like Carmela Anthony, right? Which to me, it, it just it just warms my heart in a way that oh okay, this is Carmela Anthony's agent, and he's actually going to New York after knowing the problems that he had with Camilla, Camilla had with New York. He's still managing to go there. Okay, let's continue. Now he has guys like Ball Ball, which isn't a big name, but it's a recognizable name. We all know his father. Like, so we know the Ball family, Ball Ball family, not the Ball family, the Ball Ball family, <laughs> right? He has a couple of no-name guys like the Kyrie Johnson, Gershon, Yabusi, Jalen Brunson. But then he also has some guys like, maybe not quite household names, but you, you're you aware of them. Maybe Robert, depending on your, your other fandom, Robert Covington, Jaron Jackson, Ishmael Smith, Colin Sexton, recognizable name. Michael Kill Gilchrist, recognizable name. Michael Conley, recognizable name. I told you he had two players with a max contract. You mentioned one of them. You mentioned Devin Booker is the one. Actually, I don't think that's the all-star that he has, but that's the guy that he has with a max contract. That's one of them. Also, also on there, right, we have Kyle Kuzma, L.A. So as we hear, and I'll, and I'll bring that back, as we hear that there are talks of Marquis Morris possibly going to L.A., you don't need a first-round pick if you get first-round talent. So <laughs> you get guys like Kyle Kuzma. You talked about Devin Booker. You have the president of – or former president, I'm not quite sure of his current position, of the player of basketball operations for the players, Chris Paul. He's represented by him. So Chris Paul and Camilla Anthony is represented by this individual. And also Carl – Anthony Towns. And now let's start here with Carl Anthony Towns and Kyle Kuzma. Because his list of players that his list of players that he has brought different kinds of hope to me, right? One I saw the first thing that popped up was Chris Paul. And then obviously the Devin Booker's Carl Anthony Towns, Camilla Anthony, right? And then you have to start looking at other things. He has Adonis Haslam as well, Heat fans, right? So you guys aren't left out. Then other names start popping out, like the Jaron Jacksons, right? The even the Michael Gilchrist name step um sticks out a little bit. But then you start seeing like Kyle Kuzma, and, and and now as the Knicks fan in you, if you're thinking, okay, the Knicks are trying to do something, right? The Knicks, okay, the Knicks have to do something before the trade deadline. There are two players where one of them has to go. Where it's 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 Julius Randle and Marquise Morris. Marquise Morris is being coveted by almost every single team out there. He has a top every contender out there, and he's a, he's a top five three point percentage shooter right now in the NBA. And you know he's like the only offensive threat, so it's like he's getting open shots because there's nobody to take shots away from him <laughs> or to take defenders off of him. And there's also, so there's Marquise Morris and there's Julius Randle. 
And Marquise Morris has been the number one name that has been popping up. And so when you see stuff like that, when I initially when I see stuff like this, and before we saw that breaking news, right? We as as, as this was coming in, and we're getting ready to do the podcast, right? And we're eating and we're prepping the podcast. I'm saying to myself, like, yo, there's possibilities here because the Knicks, because to not have Marquise Marquise Morris is way too coveted to, to not be gone, right? And a lot of individuals would like to get a first round pick plus an individual. I'm like, well, it's Marquise Morris. Marquise Morris may not may not always get a pick for you or even a first round pick or any kind of draft pick. But he may be able to get you a young talent that if you develop well enough, that you can flip him possibly for another piece of talent and a first round pick. Basically, the New York Knicks said they're trying to do what Golden State has done, the Lakers have done, the Brooklyn Nets have done, and they're trying to go after guys like Ujiri because of what he has done. Well, you know what they've done? They've taken on a couple of bad contracts every once in a while or signed, or, uh, or signed people to a couple of bad contracts every once in a while, like Julius Randle, during this rebuild they're currently in right now that has gotten all of them to a position where they're playoff contenders currently. This has started within three to five years ago, this process. But they've taken on a couple of bad contracts. That's what D'Angelo Russell and them were, right? It was a bad contract that they took on. Then they flipped it, right? And they flipped it for a younger talent and a draft pick. Or just a younger talent, period. And with that younger talent, you develop, you develop, you develop. And that talent starts to shine. He starts to become another asset somewhere else. But you can't get a first-round pick for 30-year-old Marquise Morris. But if you get Kyle Kuzma... And Kyle Kuzma balls out because everybody's really expecting Kyle Kuzma to kind of ball out. And now you got him for almost now you basically got him for almost nothing because you got because you could because you traded for Marquis Moore because they're a playoff contender and they value the Marquis Moore's playoff contention better than they fired value the youth of, of, of Kyle Kuzma. But now we get Kyle Kuzma's youth to go along with, with Marquis Moore's productivity because we develop him to start looking like Marquis Morris again. Now, when he becomes available, he becomes available with a body. And a draft pick. And that's how you continue to flip. It's not always about your first move. It's about the next move and the next move. This isn't checkers. This is chess. This is about the guy. And I think I mentioned this last night actually on the air. This is about the guy that flipped a red paper clip to get a house eventually. I know you heard this story. It's a true story. If you have it, go look it up. Go say, hey, Google. Play the latest episode of the Mighty Sports Podcast on Google Play. But also after that, you tell it to go. <laughs> you tell it. Be sure that's turned all the way down. <laughs> it's on the right side. <laughs> but after that, you go look up that story about the red paperclip and the whole trading of eBay and how this whole thing whole started initially. Helped it blow up. So you see the Knicks. Now, at least getting an individual in-house. I didn't even see this parade. I forgot about that. An agent in-house that now has connections to a, to, a, to a ton of different players, right? And he's in an organization that's obviously willing to spend as much money as possible to get these players. First, now, one of the first things that caught my eye as well, Carl Anthony Towns is unhappy in Minnesota. It's been, it's been, it's, it's been leaked for a while. And while, and while 
And, and one of the things you want to do, like, hey, get the money with the team that you're with, we will, and we can work on a sign and trade. How many times people say, listen, get get your money with the team that you're with. We can always get you, you always get yourself a trade later. How many players are doing this? It, amongst all the leagues, getting the money that you get with your team first. Paul George just did it. Just resigned the contract, and it was like, no, nah, we need. I want out of here. And then, and then he gets moved because the team that you're yeah, with, the team, that he to go, the team that you're with. Is going to give you the most guaranteed money and give you, and give you that extra year, and then you can force your hand to get you out of there because you're disgruntled. Nobody wants a disgruntled person in the thing. It doesn't, even, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter if it's one day before you're supposed to sign or two days after you signed your money. Nobody wants it. They'll get rid of you, especially in today's NBA. And these agents are good enough, especially when you're a top six agent, to get those players out of there. So if you're him, one of the first things you're probably saying as you're walking out the door is that, listen, I'm no longer to be your agent. You're going to be with this company still. I'm probably going to go to a big market team. My last piece of advice to you is if you know, if you're unhappy, once you find out where I'm at, if you are, because if you're still unhappy, force your way out. And I'll do my daughters to come get you. <clears throat> because Julius Randle's making $21 million a year. Which is why when people say, why are you giving this kind of money? Because you have to, you have to pay him comparable to be traded. You have to. And Julius Randle has done enough work to be worth in today's NBA. Because today's because people keep what, what people keep saying he's overpaid because they keep if I said Julius Randle's getting 10 million dollars, are you okay with that? Underpaid, right? He's gonna pay 21 million dollars. You okay with that? Slightly overpaid? Twenty million dollars is twenty million. But it's not but it's not the big killer. Yeah, because now so, Top niggas is getting what, so let me tell you this, $20 million today is what $10 million was two years ago before the salary cap jumped. The salary cap doubled. It doubled. So when you hear guys getting paid 50 mil, this thing, oh, put it in your head. Okay, this is the guy that was getting 25, 30 million before, normally. Because you just have to reprogram your mind to re-equip the new numbers. You you haven't you haven't done this the 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 ratio of it. <laughs> That's what people are, are, aren't taking into account the ratio of what of how the money has jumped. So when you say Julius Randle gets twenty is going to pay twenty one million dollars, that sounds like ten point five to me. To me, it sounds like ten point five. That's what it's that's what it sounded like two three years ago. And that's how it, and that and when people say he's getting overpaid, if I told you he was getting paid ten million dollars, you you just you just said it first. You said underpaid. If he's getting 15, you'd be like, okay. But if he got a 30, he definitely would be overpaid in today's market. <laughs> See? As soon as you get to, you think that 15 would be fair in even three, two years ago market. But 30 million this time is, is uh, so he gets, to, so he gets 21. And people still think that's kind of overpaid. Like, I'm not tripping. I, like, I, no, nobody's I tripping. The, I understand the market went up. Yeah. It's, just, it's still taking, I think what it is, it's still taking people a while to really adjust to the new numbers. Exactly. And and, 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 and and that's what I'm doing here. I'm helping them understand how this ratio works. So Julius Randle is going to pay $21 million. Cat is only going to pay 27 That's a $6 million. For his, for his talent, that's underpaid. That's, that's a bargain right there. Well, he'll end up, well, by the time his contract is done. Right, because he signed all the way out until 2020, the 23 2024 season. Oh, so he'll touch the new money. So, huh, Seth? So he'll touch new money. Yeah, money. yeah. So, right now, his money, so the 27 million that he's making this year is the low end of his money. He's by the time, by the time he's done with his contract five years from now, 
it's gonna be like 36, seven, yeah. 36, 37 million dollars. 37, actually, let's take a quick oh fudge. This is gonna be like 37 million dollars and change. But what I'm getting at is that that's only six million away from the difference between what Call Anthony Town makes and what Julius Randle makes. And remember, there's a certain percentage you're allowed to you're allowed to that fan that, um fan dangle in there. At this point in time, that second round Dallas pick, yours. Or that, or that, I'm sorry. And a six-player deal. Okay, let's see here. Deion Waiters is out. Okay, so breaking news. Okay, so this is official. This is going to be Justice Winslow, Deion Waiters, and James Johnson. Memphis will get all three of those players. Deion Waiters, Chubby's ass, he's finally gone. You know what I mean? Too many Urkels on your team. That's why your Winslow, his team, he's finally gone. And James Johnson, we just talked about them. Mr. MMA himself. That's not bad. Once again, see, remember what I told you. Like, this is culture to culture change. For some of these guys, it's not going to be a hard move for them. It's going to be culture with sunshine and, and beaches, but and to culture with, what's in Memphis? Tennessee? With rock and roll. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Next player to hire. Joel Embiid is, a, is, is, a, is also, a, is also a, a client of, 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 of um yes of Joe Rosen Joe Rose not Joe Rosen <laughs> Leon Rose <laughs> yes and so so these are the first things that I heard about that, that I'm thinking about Call Anthony Towns is unhappy right so he does so he can force his way out of there you have Joel Embiid that is he's also actually let's put it this way he's also unhappy because he's on the ropes where. His team doesn't know. So now, because would Joel Embiid look better as a as a power forward? So Mitchell Robinson would look better as a power forward than as a, as a helping power forward. Hmm. Or was Mitchell Robinson coming up? I think I think I think you start him to, to give to, so that you can give him that rim protector so that he don't have to worry about that defense all the time. And if you have two bona fide shot blockers and rim protectors in the game at all times, when that one gets beat, you have somebody always coming off the off, I off the. I don't feel it because if you if you want to do the two big route, both of them have to be athletic. They both are athletic. Jordan Embiid is, is a kind of. He's kind of athletic. That's what you can. That's the problem. Kind of. So move it to the four. You can't, you can't have kind of. Oh, you keep up the five in, and that's why I said like he helps with 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 weak side, and that's why I said like both of them. If Joel Embiid's athleticism is already fading, then you then you then you need somebody to to, to make up for his athleticism. Then. Maybe only because he, he only experienced. So yeah, I think because like experience takes that one with him. <clears throat> so these are the things I'm thinking about when I hear the Knicks hire a guy that's represented by that that represented Joel Embiid, that's representing Kawhi Anthony Towns, that's representing Devin Booker, that's representing Chris Paul, that's representing that's representing all of these individuals. Um, um Michael Kill Gilchrist. That's representing um um was representing Sexton. Sext um Cleveland got a two point guard system right now, and they're not sure if that if that if that two point guard system is going to work. See, 
So, so Knicks fans, when you hear this, right, I'm not saying to build yourself up with false hope, but if you're wondering, you have reason to be optimistic. if you're wondering why this, yes, and if you're wondering why this guy, what are what are the what are some of the methods to the madness? What would have made James Dolan want to go after this guy? I'm giving you some of the reasons why, or some of the possibilities. I'm not saying these are all guarantees, but some of all of the different angles. Because what you're trying to have is is as many shears as possible. You're not just trying to keep keep peeping yourself. Oh, oh, oh! These two players are gonna come every single year, and that's where we're throwing all our chips. And no, you planted as many seeds as possible. There's a seed there with Joel Embiid being unhappy in Philly. There's a seed there already with with Devin Booker being unhappy in Phoenix. There's a seed there with Carl, with, with Sexton being un, being unhappy in Cleveland. You know what I mean? Or them being indecisive in Cleveland. There's indecisiveness in Philly. You understand? You have Carl Anthony Towns being unhappy. That's four players that if you added them to the Knicks right now, you're Gucci. I'm not saying you're a playoff contender. You're like, yeah, oh, yes, we're finally to get some talent that can help us to start moving forward. Not if you get Colin Sexton. No, no, no. And I said, I said if you get any one of those players. I'm not saying if you get all four. Oh, yeah, if you get any one of those players, you start looking as if it's a step in the right direction. You 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 wouldn't be you wouldn't be upset you wouldn't be upset with getting Sexton as a point guard right now based off the New York Knicks point guard situation. History. <laughs> it's like a you know what? Let's just call it what it is. They're point guard pandemic. Like this has been an apocalyptic event. Suspect arrested after car chase along Chief Parade route. What? What? Hold on. Under investigation for impairment, uh, which may or may not have been the theme for patrons, players, and everyone involved. Okay, that's all we're gonna get. Because <laughs> that was courtesy of ESPN and KCTV, by the way. <laughs> At least, sorry, those footage on um, courtesy of KCTV. You were hearing a voice of an honor that's from ESPN. <laughs> Never Somebody got drunk in Kansas City and were in a high-speed chase during the parade. It must have been a Red Sox fan. Ah. <laughs> uh, they must have thought it was the Indian Chiefs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, Knicks fans, what I'm ultimately trying to say here is that these are some of the things that, that these are some of the seeds that'll be implanted that you should be looking at, right? Where if Colin Se if Colin Sexton came to the Knicks, you wouldn't be mad at, oh, I got to help Travis Kelsey. I got to come back to this later. <laughs> I got to hear Travis Kelsey's speech. <laughs> oh, man. He must be talking about that defense. I don't know you make him. He got five five and he ain't all sides. I said, oh, nice. So these are the seeds that I'm talking about. If Colin Sexton became a Nick, right? Based off of their, based off of their history, their pan, their play, their their, their point guard pandemic. <laughs> they, <laughs> they, you would be happy as a Knicks fan. To acquire Colin Sexton because you say, "Oh, this is a step in the right direction." If you got Chris Paul, you you would feel okay about that as well. You wouldn't be you didn't feel so happy about his contract, but you feel happy what he'd be able to do as a voice and help and and, and as far as a right way to help your organization move forward to help jump and kickstart 
your your organization starting to look functional again. If and they got any of you Knicks fans who were rolling your eyes and scoffing your teeth at the idea of Chris Paul being in New York when Houston was going to trade him, you wipe the egg off your face. Thank you. He could say it. You already know how I feel. Thank you. Wipe the egg off your face. Because you guys know I've been here since day one talking about Chris Paul. Like, the day that I saw what you Chris... Know what? I understand why, because you didn't like the contract. But if, it, but if you were talking because of age and he's washed and all of that, wipe the egg off your face. The contract was I the only hear, thing I, I could have understood. You, exactly. I would hear you if you talked about the contract. But anything else, I, I, I remember literally telling people, shut up. And the contract, again, I say is overlookable because if he's helping to, 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 to start the right the ship for your for your franchise, the third year in his contract is a thank you year. It's here, take this money. You have a it was in your face, not even mind, and I did that. <laughs> you have a you have a you have helped our franchise. Start moving towards the right direction. Players are now starting to believe in us because of you, and the right things are starting to happen. Our young talent has started to develop, and uh, one of these young point guards that we've had has has started to learn from you and started to look like something. The same way he helped do for the point, the young point guards, two other young point guards in Oklahoma City, mind you, right. <laughs> You have you have one plan so well they might trade him to the Lakers. He has a 17 million dollar contract. That's why. So <laughs> so if he does that, then you're thanking him for helping kickstart your right. Because let's just imagine we got Chris Paul last year. But yet still all of this happens. We still need to get rid of this deal because Mike Miller needs to come in there, but there's still a work in process. They still have to get rid of, you know, because we have to get. Chris Paul's old agent now in here. <laughs> you know what I mean? It helps understand, like, oh, okay, we see now where the Knicks is going. And it would have, and it would have been like, okay, you know what? That's last year. Thank you. Take this money. We understand we can't move you. We understand you ain't giving us what you're used to. We'll be coming off the bench. You will be playing this, this, this guy a little bit, um, a little bit more. You understand that. Here goes your 23 mil. Are you retiring this year? Okay, no. Okay, if you said yes, this would have been your this would have been your farewell tour. But then we'll find a place for you to go. Do you want do you want us to trade you to a playoff contender, or do you just want to take the money and test our free agency next year? That's how you treat that. Hopefully, Mills knows what the fuck he's doing. Is it Mills? Perry? Perry. I gotta remember. Best friend, VA. Perry. <laughs> so these are the, all the seeds. And that's and that's just Colin Sexton talking about it, Chris Paul. Now we're talking about this actually. Some disgruntledness going on in Phoenix. I've been watching Phoenix this year. Devin Book ain't too happy. Now I wanted I wanted to go after I wanted the Knicks to go after Devin Booker, but once again, these guys are these most players do not turn down the first contract after their rookie contract. They usually take that and then and then and then start their bouncing process. This that's usually the contract. Okay, now I'm guaranteed a couple hundred million dollars. Let me. You know, stop working out like Dion Waiters. <laughs> exactly. So I'll start flexing my muscles a little bit. But like, you know what? Let me drop a, drop, drop 65 and then be like, <laughs> exactly. Like, drop 65 one game. But like, so Devin Booker, how you feeling? Well, you know, I don't want to be here. <laughs> you know, hit him with one. Oh, is this my mind? Oh, this, this is my My Nation game. Shit. I'm about to lose another My Nation, no, my nation game process. And, you know, nope. Okay. I didn't lose it. All right. You can't you can't redo my nation games. 
calling Anthony Towns, who's who's literally, I kid you not, people, a number one draft pick who's lost 17 straight basketball games. Which is funny that it hasn't happened since, wait, is this, that's the first time it's happened? It, it was the first time since that, that bus, what's his name, Michael Oliphant. Which is, you know, I still find funny that this is still surprising when you had a horrible Cleveland team for four years with Kyrie Irving on it, and they didn't even lose 17 straight. Mm -hmm. and, and and they qualify for number one picks continuously. <laughs> so, Carl Anthony Towns is another one that's unhappy in Minnesota. Something has been going on in Minnesota, and we've seen it from the very beginning from when Jimmy Butler was there. And we thought, like, listen, it could be Anthony Wiggins. Who knows? Because Anthony Wiggins has been has been criticized by every single body for not giving enough shit, for not playing up the standard. I'm sorry. I saw Cole Anthony Towns upgrade his his um his game this year. I don't know if you've noticed that. Cole Anthony Towns, that you see that you see that no jump jumper that Zion Williamson had is, is trying to develop. Cole Anthony Towns came into it, came into it. Remember the first game? It, that wasn't a fluke. Started, 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 walk, started walking into shots at the three-pointer. This night, walking into them. Like Kevin Durant. The same, the same three that it, it was the only reason it was shocking to, to the fan and first is because you watched him because I remember watching him over at Kentucky. Calvin let him shoot like that. that and he knew how to. Exactly. But for Cal's system, he didn't let him shoot like that. Well, because you know why? If anything, that's probably that's probably to their demise as to why they lost in the Elite Eight that year to Notre Dame. Well, you know why you know what Kyle said that, right? Because he did the same thing to Anthony Davis, too. He's like, well, everybody knows you can shoot. The scouting report is that you can shoot. Show him that you can be a big man. And that's when his stock rose more. Is when he showed that he can be a big man and play down low, play in the post, and actually be do big man shit versus just some tall wing guy. Mm. Omeka? Or his little brother? That was his little brother. No, Jalil Okafor. Sorry, not even, not even, not even related. <laughs> So you have you have Colin Anthony Towns unhappy. Something's going on in Minnesota. Something's been going on with Minnesota. They're not quite doing something right. I was just your agent. I can get you over here. Or Joel Embiid. See, any of these names, I just mentioned five names. And if you got any single last one of them, you're un now. I don't want to be unrealistic. So I'm automatically gonna take Devin Booker, <laughs> Call Anthony Towns, and Joel Embiid. Off of realistic realistic aspects because it's the Knicks. But these are the seeds that that if you ask why James Dolan would have hired this guy, it would have been for all these realms of possibilities that I just mentioned. Because while I mentioned at least seven different scenarios, while all of them are definitely will not come to fruition, one of them may. To have set for right now. To have seven different options is great. And that's the thing about it because New York Knicks fans are usually throwing all their chips into one or two options and, 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 and depending everything on that to take us to the promised land. We're just saying, here goes seven options. To, to, in the right direction. There we go. To, to start to start growing and some that more. Right there, Knicks fans, is where you want to be cause for you to sit back and realize you know what this is different in a good way 
Now, me personally, I remember hearing the news. I remember literally sitting there and shrugging because I'm just like, I'm at a stage right now where when it comes to the Knicks and news, I don't let myself get upset. I don't let myself get happy. I become, I just sit here and become indifferent and just let the process lay itself out. And then whenever it goes bad, which it tends to do, that's when I tend to speak out. But lately, the Knicks have taken like all that energy out of me. I don't even have to put out anymore when it comes to the Knicks. I just literally sit here and just like, yeah, I'm not surprised. Anyway, next. Now, <laughs> this I can actually oh. see potential in. This I see potential with this. So, I know a good amount of you are at work and you see that thing come up on your screen and you're cussing at your desk right now. Oh, freaking make something piss me off. I'm at work. Oh, God. Oh, this bullshit. Be patient, people. Be patient. Be patient. This, this has potential to get us going in the right place with our team. I'm, I'm waiting for the day to stick out my chest about my Knicks and be happy about this. Um, the next question, right? It's probably going to be, or the next question that's been popping up. Well, why now? Right? Why now? And sorry, I'm sending a direct link to the podcast. I know, I know, I I, sh- I should not be doing this. people ask why now why so close to the trade deadline right why not a couple months ago personal my friend why not why not wait until maybe the off season or why not do this months ago and oh and and ultimately you, you you don't you have you don't do this months ago because you didn't you weren't thinking of this months ago right months ago you were you were still thinking that hey we're going to get two key free agents because that was what you were told by your president of operations. Mm-hmm. Months ago, you thought that, hey, I have a playoff contending team because that is what you were told by your president of operations. <laughs> so eventually, somebody else comes in there friend of yours and tells you like yo things don't look right for you around the league you didn't you didn't get who you thought you were gonna get and nobody's gonna come here as long as you as long as you still have you know these guys representing you or at least this guy representing you well guess what you also just can't get rid of the job and not have somebody there that can do the work when you say, hey, why do this now? Why not now? What what, what are you going to wait for? In the offseason, so all of his agents or all of his former players, if they are going to move anywhere, they don't move to anywhere the Knicks because he's not, he's not cemented there? 
or his players or all, anybody that he may represent in the offseason for them to not already have the New York Knicks in their forethought because he wasn't already cemented there. See, people are really like, oh, why not wait? Why, why, why not wait to the offseason? Well, didn't and I forget which 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 um um which team did this, but they did this sometime last year. They knew they knew they needed to change in their general manager position, right? The person that was gonna make decisions, player personnel decisions, draft decisions, and things of that nature. They didn't wait to find him in the offseason. They got him like around week 10. Let him start understanding how this team works. Start getting acclimated with the city, with the pulse. Not only, but not only with the team, but of the job of the people. That way he can start his job now and start prepping for the offseason. Not hire him two weeks before the offseason starts and then expect him to make all of these moves when players have been making this decision for years already, some of them. And you want to submit somebody that's watching all the smoke before we did the before we came on into the podcast, the latest episode is Kevin Durant. And they were talking to him and how he basically had his mind set up when the year before he left the Warriors, just before that season even started, he already knew that he was leaving that team. He already knew. So players, these big guys, these big marquee free agents, they are they, don't believe them when it comes to the end of the season when they talk about that they that it was a tough decision and they already th- they've already had their minds made up prior to the season whether they're gonna stay or go more times than not. <laughs> so for the Knicks fans that are wondering why not wait, you don't wait because to wait any longer is, is honestly to, to, to is, is to handicap the person that you're trying to help do the job. Two days before free agency isn't or out a day before free agency isn't ideal, but it's better than nobody in a def- in that in that position. So you couldn't just have fired a guy and not have anybody there because then what they would say, oh, the guy doesn't have a general manager. Who do you have making his decisions? Is the guy that 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 orche- that's trying to orchestrate getting me here now? Is he going to be the same guy that is going to be doing the moves in the offseason? Is he going to be the same guy that's going to be drafting? Is he going to be the same guy building a team next year? If that's no or a question mark, even if you wanted to go to the Knicks and, and you had all of those question marks, you know, I think they're finally there. But, hey, who's going to be doing this? Who's going to be that? You'd be like, you know what? Well, what's my second team doing? Oh, they have all their shit together and their money is comparable? You know what, Knicks? I'm going to have to pass. I'll come visit again with the fam. That's what you want? James, tell the wife I said hi. <laughs> so, Knicks fans surprise me of how they look at things sometimes. But again, that's why we're here. That's why we're consistently here to, to give to, 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 to go ahead, strap them down. Mainly talent because me, I'm, I just sit here and be indifferent when it comes to these I don't let them get my blood pressure up. Strap them down, get a big old syringe full of reality, and shoot that directly into their veins. It's flocker season. <laughs>
so because we're gonna end the show, listen, this is only gonna be a quick hour show. That I'm I'm okay with this. I'm okay with this move. I'm okay with I'm okay with you at least trying. Exactly, because you have... I'm okay with you at least trying. But what I'm not okay with is you doing the same bullshit that keeps us right here at the litter. So now, what we're going to be waiting for is going to be the next couple of hours to start falling. As as the dominoes start to fall within the next couple of hours. The New York Knicks have now gotten their president of operation. The very first thing that has to happen is that Julius Randle, or most likely... Marquis Morris, one of those two, one of those two individuals. Preferably both. Preferably both. Yeah, preferably both, to be honest with you. We would like to have both of them gone. Shoot, that's, that's definitely 40, I would say. 40 million right there. I mean, whoever's, whoever's gone is going to be replaced with, with comparable money. So it's not worry about getting rid of the money. It's, it's getting rid of the cock. It's, it's getting rid of the empty stats, the empty numbers. Because these individuals put up numbers in the empty stats for us. Like Marquis Morris, like I don't want to say his numbers are empty stats. They're empty stats in the fact that they don't mean anything to the New York Knicks as far as win losses or anything else like that. But Marquis Morris is a player that means something to the New York Knicks and organization and growth-wise. Julius Randle is completely an empty stat. He is just there to put up enough numbers to be trade bait. And this is his role everywhere he goes until he finds somebody that's willing to really keep him there for two, three years because they're a playoff contender. It'll be the moment he decides to be on a playoff contender. He's 24 now. I think he still thinks that he could be the man and lead a team. I think that he thinks that he's that talented. I think he thinks that of himself. Which in the NBA, you should. And and he and he shows he could put up 25 and 10 on average, but it's an empty 25 and 10. But it's good enough to if San Antonio was a contender, he could go to San Antonio and they'll love him. Why not send why not why not go to Philly? Philly could use a use a use a little a little paint beast like you at times off the bench. You know, Milwaukee. Milwaukee could use a guy like him. Like, there's a tons of teams that could use Julius Randle. If you guys are listening, yo, Julius Randle is your guy. <laughs> so, the probably the very first thing that that is gonna happen is that we're gonna see we're gonna see Marquise Morris possibly go to the Lakers. What I'm hoping. We all know as Knicks fans, our season starts after April. And wait, did we did we even look up Kyle Kuzma's numbers today? Contract? Do we even look up Marquise Morris's contract today? I have no clue what Marquise Morris makes. You know, let's find this out together. Let's do this quick exercise. Okay, Google, how much is Marquise Morris's contract? Okay, Marquise Morris is getting a fifteen million dollar contract. We all, we all know it's one year because because one of the things about Marquise Morris is say, listen, we'll send you to a contender, and if you really like the Knicks and you want to be a part of this thing, then we'll come. We'll sign you back next year. Okay, Google, how much is Kyle Kuzma's contract? Nowhere close to that. Okay, so Kyle Kuzma's a long shot because there's a lot of compensation that the LA Lakers would have to 
give up as well as Kuzma. Kuzma couldn't come alone. Who do who do the Lakers have that can model that can match a fifteen million dollar contract? That well, if the Lakers could get rid of something, someone they would need. Hmm. There's not a lot of pieces. So then, what can the Lakers put together? Do they have draft picks? It, there's there's not enough money to to to, to overcome. Three mil to fifteen mil—that's a twelve million dollar difference, eleven point something million dollar difference that they have to find a way to make up in money. So these are the things. Like as as the hours start piecing together, we know Marquise Morris is 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 looking. Uh, the Lakers are looking to get Marquise Morris. It's who they're looking to get him for, and how much money. And how much are they going to give up? Because, listen, it could be one of those things where if they have to put together three players to get Marquise Morris, I take three players. If everybody's contract is expiring or or, or it's just two of a young players and you're, just, and you're trying them out, are there expiring contracts? So that, that's the thing that, that, that we're going to have to look at as the time runs down. You probably will not hear back from us until next Wednesday, but I can 100% be lying because <laughs> we're going to have to figure out what well, I, I wasn't planning on doing a, a podcast today. Are they using Cardell Pope? That, I was, that's why I was pointing at you. I was like, Contavious Cardell Pope. Are they using? But how long is, is Cardell Pope's Oh, he has a no trade clause. Yeah, he has a no trade clause in his contract. Huh? That's why he hasn't been traded. He would have probably been traded since last year. So, Carwell Poe has a two-year, sixty-million contract with Los Angeles, including sixty-eight million guaranteed. The average contract is eighteen-eighty in the call. Carwell Poe's earning base salary under the cap of the value. I don't see any no trade clause. And I see that next year he's a. Is that a team option? Is that a player option? I see that there's a 15% trade kicker. There's a 2020 player option. There's a 15% unlikely in incentives. And there's a 15% trade kicker. And a one-year bird restriction. Veto trade. Okay. There it goes right there. There goes the trade restriction. (laughs) There goes the trade restriction. So, again... Who are going to be these players that are going to be added? Are they willing to get rid of Alex Caruso? But his contract, his contract isn't going to add up. Do you want Avery Bradley? Do you want? Are they going to get rid of Danny Green? Danny Green. I think Danny Green is a, is a key component to them. I don't think they're getting rid of Danny Green. So. Trying to get more sports and keep the shooting that they have. So then you're looking at a multi. Either that, or they're gonna get more people involved in the trade. Because if Kyle Kuzma, because if we take because we get Kyle Kuzma, a young point guard. From Oklahoma City. No, no, no. 
the Lakers get the young point guard. They're looking to get Dennis Schroeder. But we have to get something. Yeah. Okay. No, 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 because you said we have to get something. That's what I'm saying. Like, what I'm saying is we might look more into OKC's players more than we look into getting into the Lakers players. Mm. And that's what I'm saying that we have to get that point guard because we have to get the compensation monetary life. We're giving up $15 million in, in a contract. $15 million in contract has to come back to us in some way, shape, or form. Kyle Kuzma's only three mil. That's what I'm saying. We might take more of OKC's players. That's what I'm saying. So, so, you, so you're saying that they get the point guard. I'm saying, no, we end up getting that point guard. Oh, then. What, what, I'm, what I'm trying to tell you is, for one, the Lakers are looking not only into Marcus Morris, but into um, Dennis Shooter as well. So knowing the Lakers and that stingy trying to get, trying to, you know, beef up for the playoffs and championship contention, they're going to try to find a way to get both Morris and Shooter. So I'm like, for the Knicks aspect, the Knicks are probably going to have to look more into maybe getting, obviously they'll take Kuzma, but then some of the other players that they'll probably have to take to fill up that $15 million void or that $50 million space, they'll have to look more into OKC's farm to take it and fill that void. Because the Lakers, if if that gets involved, they're going to try to take both Schroeder and Morris. So it might not even, it might have to be a four-team deal. It's going to be interesting. I know that much. It's going to be interesting because we got to get some dough back. We have to, we have to get some players back. And once again, it can... Oh, <laughs> I thought this was right now. <laughs> we gonna have to get something. We have to get something back, and we may even get based off Marquis Morris' money contract, right? We may get lucky enough that in there maybe a couple, maybe a second round pick, and also maybe some cash consideration. There may be some cash consideration in there as well. So what we're we gonna do? Yeah, we're ending the podcast here. I want to thank you guys for listening. We just had to break into this to this next news. We will. Cause you know we come with that next talk, that next talk. You know we got that next talk, that next talk. <laughs> so we're gonna so we're gonna break it for for now. We'll if something big happens again, if major moves happens again, you know me. I may not be able to contain myself. I just may do another podcast tonight. If not tonight, stay tuned for early tomorrow morning. But definitely know that you can listen live. Every single Wednesday at 8.07 p.m. directly at mytsports.net, approximately 8.07 p.m. <laughs> and also, starting, it's actually just started this past week. So I'm starting last week. You, you can also listen here live every single Wednesday as well. As many, any other random day I may want to break in here. And directly on Podbean as well. <sighs> Folks, it's going to be a hot summer. Remember what I always tell you. Let the optimism of tomorrow be your foundation for today. I'm your host, the one and only talent, Thor Martell. This is my guest host, the Quiet Storm, KJ. Yo! And we are out of here. Y'all ready to sound off? Don't give me that closer, B. Sorry, boys. All the stitches in the world can't sew me together again. Lay down. Lay down. Always knew I'd make a stop there. But a lot later than a whole gang of people thought. Last call for drinks. Bars closing down. Sun's out. Where we going for breakfast?
don't want to go far. Rough night. Tired, baby. Tired. My tea.